Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Outsiders Podcast. I am Levi Ransom, and today I have my very special friend, Kai. What's up, Kai? How you what doing? up? How you doing? So happy Good. to be here, man. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for coming. Um, so today, obviously, we have my buddy, Kai, which is name, uh, his real name is Malachi, and we've been friends for about a year and a half now, yeah, almost man. two years. Which is really crazy because it doesn't even seem that long that long ago, but this has been like the first time I've seen you since since we did School of Rock. Yeah, literally. Street. So yeah. like a year and a half. Um, but yeah, man, thank you so much for coming today, dude. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, dude. Psyched to see you. So little uh, special thing. We actually just got finished with a song of ours that is coming out really soon, and I think by the time this podcast comes out, it'll be out in like a couple weeks. Yeah, boy. And it's re- like we're really super pumped about it. Like, uh, but yeah. So I'm I'm super excited about it, and it, it's it just sounds really good. He killed it with his verse, and when I wrote it, I just knew that it was just destined to be him on the verse, nobody else. So it's a good time. So yes. Yeah, so obviously, um, we have you here today, and so I have a few questions I'd like to ask you. And, um, how did you get started, um, with your music? So, like, music in general or rap specifically? Both. Both. Okay. Uh, so music in general, I really was always into musical theater, just Mm -hmm. doing, like, stage shows at church, that kind of thing. Um, and then I got into dance, too, and it's like, when you're dancing, like, music and, uh, music studies, just, they complement each other, you know? You can't, you can't have a dance without the music unless you're doing some kind of weird contemporary piece, whatever. Um... But yeah, and then rap, it really, you know, I heard rappers like NF, some of his early stuff, like oh, yeah. his Mansion album, his Therapy Session album, I really loved those. And it was like, um, I was going through some pretty tough times during high school, just with uh, just some family issues, that kind of thing. And so I really heard, in hip hop, I heard this ability to express yourself in a way that wasn't necessarily... Um, I don't want to say politically correct because I think it's important to be respectful and nice to everyone. Yeah. But uh, it w- you didn't have to be happy all the time, and it didn't have to be about how you uh, were obsessed and loved this girl or how yeah. you're you know chasing your dreams or whatever. It could be about those dark nitty gritty things. I yeah. like listening to some of those horrorcore rappers like Tech Nine, yeah. that kind of thing too. Um, and so I just found a safe place to express myself in a way that wasn't necessarily, didn't necessarily fit my public image of being happy and positive all the time, yeah. which I'm kind of seen as. You yeah. Know? So, um, obviously we met, uh, at School of Rock. Right. So I, so we kind of both, both have the same story with School of Rock because you weren't originally in the cast. No, I wasn't playing to And I wasn't originally in the cast either. <laughs> so basically what happened was for me, my mom, I, so I took a I took a year off from school, and so I was that was just like some second semester would have been, um, and it was like the beginning of January, and my mom got this. Uh, she told me that her friend messaged her on Facebook and told me that Elm Street needed a Dewey, and by then I was like a super huge Jack Black fan, and so and I was like, well, I need something to do with my life instead of just sitting around in the house doing nothing, so. That's when I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll try to get in touch with them and see like what we can do. And so I got in touch with uh, Elm Street, and they asked me to send in an audition video, and I got the part. And yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, this is going to be dope, dude. And then 
when we started rehearsals and stuff, like it was basically just me and those kids. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like, um, well, here am I, like 19 years old, and like I'm literally the oldest dude here, and it's kind of weird, but like obviously I was the teacher, so it kind of made sense. And I was like, I was just hoping that I would get to meet somebody more of my age. And then when we got that there that first Saturday rehearsal and I met you and obviously in the in the show we're we're best friends. Yeah. And so you were you were actually my first friend that I made with School of Rock. And um I and it really took me a long time to make friends with everybody else because like everybody thought that I was afraid of them. Like everybody was intimidated by me. Dude, I remember that. But actually, I was afraid. Yeah. I was shy. Like I I didn't like I didn't like reach. That was a point where I was just not really comfortable with one hundred percent being out there. But obviously, it's mm-hmm. different now because I've I've grown more since then. You're doing this podcast. You're really exactly, putting yourself out exactly. there. You know, I'm putting myself out there for everybody to know now. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously, we performed well together. Oh like, yeah, I feel dude, like, that duet we did. Yeah, dude. Maggot death. Maggot, maggot death. Maggot death. Many lives forever, dude. But. Um, yeah, so um, I just want to thank you for being my first friend at School of Rock because, like, obviously Christina and Haley and a lot of other people uh, I'm friends with now, but, like, mm-hmm. you were the first friend that I made, so. Same dude. Yeah. yeah. So um, my next question is, who are your biggest influences, like, artist-wise for your music specifically? Okay. For my music, I know you mentioned uh, NF. NF, big one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you, when you hear me rap on this song that we just yeah, recorded, yeah. you'll definitely hear that. Uh, MGK. Um, mm-hmm. I've actually been listening a lot to Hopson recently. He's mm-hmm. been really uh, an influence for me. And I know that uh, for NF, like he kind of sounds like Eminem yeah. a little bit. So yeah, there is that Eminem influence a- too. Yeah, for sure. Definitely there. Yeah. Um, especially when you're looking at those, you know, complex rhyme schemes and trying to work in yeah. those double when he does like quadruple entendres, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely an influence there. And I think it's good to, you know, find those artists that are like just up there and they're just yeah. killing it, you know, and really aim set the bar where they are and say, you know, I want to be able to do everything they do yeah. and then try to make it better yeah. which you know who knows if you can but yeah. do your best right well I think you're doing a great job the first time that I actually heard your music um it was like right after school rock and I found out that you were a rapper and I was like oh, okay cause that's the same time that me and JC were doing our Big Easy and Tiny Dancer stuff and I was like mm. hmm let me let me listen so I listened on your SoundCloud account and I was like dude this, this dude's really really good and uh, immediately I heard that NF, Eminem kind of yeah. f- Especially that case sera, sera yeah. it's very Slim Shady-esque, <laughs> yes, you know? Yes, yes, yes. So, um, yes, um, that's crazy. Um, so, your music, you just exclusively release on SoundCloud? Or is there a reason you don't put so, it out on any other... Um, Streaming services? So it really started for me, not even, um, like when I made my first song that I let people hear outside of me, right, mm-hmm. that I recorded. Uh, it was a song, Que Sera, Sera and I put it on my SoundCloud. Yeah. And it was kind of about, I had taken a, not a break from school, I had gone homeschooled for a year to dance more. Uh-huh. Um, and so while I was gone, a lot of my friends from high school, they had, had not talked to me in like a year. Yeah. And like, I got random texts like around Christmas and they're like, hey, what are you doing with your life? Yeah. So I made this song 
um, just kind of describing some things that happened. Like I tore, I actually tore my infrapatellar tendon in my yeah. left knee. Um, in the song, I say tore my ACL because it fits better and doesn't yeah. sound as weird as infrapatellar tendon. Um, but so just kind of, it was almost like a life update for everyone at the school to see, okay, this was Malachi as we knew him a year and a half ago, yeah. and this is Malachi now. Um, so I didn't really see a need. It wasn't made as like a general entertainment thing yet. Yeah. Um, and then just in, since I released that, and as I've been like working through my own stuff, um, I've really, I've felt a desire to get more of my music out there, that kind of thing. I was recently, I ended up having to turn the offer down because of a previous commitment, but I was cast in a hip hopper called Real Life as a rapper. Wait, um, uh, recently? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the one I had to turn, turn yeah. down because of uh, some commitments to dance and stuff. But that was kind of when I realized, oh, snap, I, I can rap. Like, it's possible, you know? I actually went in there with an Eminem burst, and they, like, thought that was hysterical because I was like, you know, you got to play to your type, all that. Um... But so anyway, you know, I was really encouraged that I can rap. Someone outside of my immediate family and friends, someone that I don't know, has said, hey, I want you as a rapper in my show. So that, yeah. like, I have that ability. Um, and so that's kind of where I've started really working on my music. And I want to, I would, I do want to release, like, on Spotify, SoundCloud, yeah. um, YouTube, Apple Music, all the things. All right. And so your most recent song um, is what? So the most recent one that's available is K Sarah Sarah. Yeah. I had released a mixtape called The Monsters in My Closet Mixtape. Yes. And as I went back and listened through it, it was really personal to me and I really liked it for that. As far as technical quality, yeah. um, I wasn't as pleased with it. And it wasn't something that as I'm getting to people listening to my music, it wasn't things that I necessarily wanted them hearing the first time. And I totally understand um, that. So I left Que open. The other things are private for me because it's yeah. like, like sometimes when I'm like just it, feeling uh, moody or whatever, I'll just like sit in my bed and listen to the, through the mixtape and just vibe and be like, yes, I feel this right now. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's really personal to me and yeah. I, I feel like, you know, I want to show the best that I can be. Yeah, I, um, yeah, totally. And even Que wasn't, perfect or anything by any means but it is something that shows like what i'm capable of yeah. and i think it's you know a decent look yeah for right now okay and so right now i'm gonna play a little bit of quesarasara and then we'll get back to Lit. this don't walk up to jail with my weird mixed up bail escape what else is new put me back till 2022 i'm a menace but nothing like dennis okay i had some dorky hair but now i'm spiking it up everywhere in high school, um, I won all the spelling bees. All these weirdos glaring at me, acting like we be enemies. I'm not one of them. That's okay, I'll never be. You're all going to L-O-S-E-T on me, have a Hennessy. <laughs> what you coughing? Come on, act like a man. Spell a word wrong, everyone still gives you a hand. I'll give you a hand, back slap across the face. I'll beat you till you're black and blue all over the place. Truth is, I'm a chameleon. I adapt to my surroundings. I can be a bit of everything. It's a little bit alarming. The good student, bad kid, different skins galore. Who am I really, man? I don't know anymore. All right, so that was Kesara Sara by Kai. Um, and so basically, you already kind of gave us the background of the song, of how you how you wanted to show your friends mm -hmm. and stuff. This was me then, this is me now. This is how, like a life update that you said. So um, do you have anything coming up that you would like to share with everybody? Because I know that you have told me that you've been working on some music. And obviously you've told me also that I'm going to be a part of this yeah. album, which I'm very excited about. 
And so tell, tell the people a little bit more about that. All right, so I'm super psyched. Um, be looking out. Spring 2020. Spring 2020. I, uh, since, since I had to turn down the hip-hopper and stuff, I actually had to turn down three shows that mm-hmm. I got cast in. Um, or two shows that I actually got cast in and one I got a call back for, but I didn't attend the callback because I was like, I'm not going to be able to be able to do this. I decided I'm just going to have to work on something that I can control and I can work on when I have time, right? Yeah. Um, so I came up with this album concept. It's called Therapist. I don't know if any of y'all know, but... Therapist. I, therapist, like P-I-S-S-E-D. <laughs> yes. Um, I am a, I'm a behavioral therapist at an early intervention clinic in Kennesaw. That's like my day job. Hmm. Um, I've got three jobs right now. It's crazy. But anyway, so that's the name of the album. And it's basically going to take you through just kind of my life for the past few years. Not so much in a life update, but more of kind of like how my experiences have shaped the way I look at the world, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, I'm going to have a few songs on there dealing with, dealing with um, kids that might have like different abilities communication disabilities that kind of thing Mm -hmm. Um, my brother he has autism Mm. and a big part of what I went through in high school was uh just some of the things that cropped up with that is you know we were learning to work with like a a kid coming you know live with a kid coming into his teenage years um with autism like Mm -hmm. that's that's really difficult figuring those things out um and so I've got a couple songs about that because I'm really passionate about that. I now work with you know special needs populations as a therapist, mm-hmm. um, and then other things that focus just on like uh, what dance means to me, what music means to me in general, and just how my life has shaped up the past few years into how I view things and how I view the world. Um, yeah. So yeah, I right now I have like 25 songs that I have like a planned storyline for. Mm-hmm. 25 songs will not be on the album. Ex- I'm yeah, planning yeah. to. I'm planning for there being at least seven to ten that I like hate, you know. Yeah, that's always um, that's always what happens yeah. when you're making an album. So uh, I'm really, really pumped though. I haven't decided on like what month it's going to be re- be released, that kind of thing. But you have an estimated. <laughs> yeah, and thing. I have um, quite a bit of money saved up. I'm going to get some studio time, that kind of thing. Yeah. Sound engineer of the works. Like I want it to be a really good product. I'm super excited to share with you guys. I've got Levi. I uh. I can write really well. I do not sing poppy sounding chorus as well. Mm-hmm. Levi has a killer voice. Thank you. <laughs> um, crushes all the all the riffs, that kind of thing. He's got a high tenor voice that I really like, that pop thank rock you. feel yeah, to it. Yeah, thank you. Thank um, so I want to put that on a couple songs. I'm also going to have my voice teacher, Nick Moret. He teaches over at Impact Dance of Atlanta. I'm going to have him sing. Um, and you said he was, uh, he's been on Broadway. Yeah, uh, off Broadway. Off, off Broadway. Broadway. Yep, he originated the leading role of Laura Lee in a musical called Fabulous. The musical mm. he played in drag. It was fantastic. <laughs> um, so anyway, I've got Levi and Nick lined up to sing on the album. So I'm super psyched for that. That's awesome. I'm I'm super excited for it too because I don't get to do a lot of features, and when I do, I'm I'm really passionate about it, and mm-hmm. I'm really I'm really ready to do it. Um, and so I. I did want to mention um, that our song that we just finished, mm-hmm. um, it is coming out soon, like I said before, and it's called If I Were Gone, and basically it's a song that I wrote when, um, it was about a month or, month or half ago, and it just really, really stuck with me, and usually a lot of songs that I write, I just write and let it simmer a little bit, mm-hmm. but there's these these next couple songs that I'm releasing they've kind of stuck with me. Like, they... It's like a... 
the residue on a Band-Aid. Like, you should okay. rip off your Band-Aid, and there's still residue there. But I didn't want to, like, clean yeah, it off. You. Yeah, so, <laughs> basically, this song, when I wrote it, it was the first of the three songs that I wrote. And I wrote it, and it was just, like, so, like, oh, my goodness, like, I need to record this, like, as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. And I, so I wrote the first verse, and, the, uh, and then I wrote the chorus. And then I was just like, I need someone to feature on this. And then I, and then I thought of you, and exactly, I just knew that the song's just going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. And so, obviously, I talked to you about it, and you were like, yeah, man, sure, a feature for a feature. And we were like, yeah, dude, totally. Yeah. And so, obviously, today you came and recorded it. And we we spent like an hour hour two hours yeah trying to things out figure it all out because he came in with this amazing verse and it was just timing was a little bit of a problem and we just both had to edit it and it ended up being a really really amazing verse um but i was telling him that just thank thanking him for being able to come and be a feature just taking time out of his day and coming out coming out here because he lives in you live in Ackworth, yeah. And so, like, that's a little further away from where I am. It's a pleasure, dude. Yeah, man. Thank you. It's an it's an honor to have you here today. And so, anyway, our new song is coming out soon, and it's the first feature I've had in a long, long time, um, because I don't do features that 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 much. But um, and I told you why earlier. But mm-hmm. I just don't want to let people down when I if it if it doesn't work. And I know like mm-hmm. a lot of artists out there when they plan to do a feature and then the feature just doesn't turn out the right way. And then it just, they get their feelings hurt and then that puts the artist in a bad situation. And I don't want to, I don't want to waste anybody's time. I don't want to waste mm-hmm. my time. I don't, I don't want any hurt feelings. I want to keep my friends in, in great circumstances. Like, yeah. I want to, I want to make sure we're good. And so anyway, yeah, just keep out, keep your eye out for that song because it's super good. Super. I'm super excited for it. So I have a few more questions for you. Um, what is your most memorable theatrical performance? Most memorable? Yes. I can already tell you, mine is Dewey. Um, obviously mm-hmm. I've been in a few pr- productions beforehand. I yeah. was in, I was in Little Shop. I played Seymour. I was in High School Musical. I played Troy. Uh, then I was cast in How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. I was Bud Frump. And then I was in Servant of Two Masters. And then I was cast in Guys and Dolls. But then mm-hmm. I got a hernia. And then <laughs> I had to give up my role. And it was, I don't do it, it to you. Yeah. It was awful. It was my senior year. It was the last that role sucks. I had. I know. It was awful. But then I kind of got, that kind of re- got redeemed when I was in school. Rock. Yeah. And that has to be my most memorable performance ever because not only did I get to sing, I got to play guitar too. And there's not a, like a lot of musicals right. where you get to do book things at once. So tell me what is your most mm. memorable or a few of your most memorables. Yeah. I think I got to say my favorite musical I've been in ever is School Rock. Like that mm-hmm. was a blast. The cast was great. Yes. You and Haley killed it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and the lead roles there. Uh, Elm Street was just really great with the band. We we had a live band. Like, yeah. that's really awesome. You don't always get the chance to do that. I came from a small private school that couldn't afford to have live um, accompaniment, you know? So that was really epic. Um, another one that was memorable to me was I did a play in ninth grade, and it was called The Fearsome Pirate Frank. The reason it's memorable is because the actual play was junk. Mm-hmm. Like, it was... 
it was just awful. So we just cheesed it up. And I'll never forget, it was like we were on a pirate ship, and uh, my friend Natalie, she had the wheel and she was steering. And at one, the line is, uh, she says to the person next to her, Joan, take the wheel. And so Joan's supposed to step in and start steering the ship, whatever. Natalie says, Joan, take the wheel, picks the wheel up, and hands it to Joan. <laughs> and so I'll just never forget, like, being able to take what could be a really bad and embarrassing musical yeah. to be in and just meme it up, you know? Yeah, and that's yeah, what yeah, you yeah. gotta do. You gotta understand, like, when you have something that maybe isn't to be taken seriously yeah. and make it good for what it can be, you know? Exactly. And the humor. Um, nothing wrong with making people laugh, right? Donald yeah. O'Connor loved making them laugh. <laughs> exactly. And also, you gotta you gotta be in 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 a mindset where you can't take everything so seriously. Yeah. And especially with musicals, because you just gotta be yourself, and you've gotta just act the part the way mm-hmm. you want to. Um, because there's a lot of people out there that try to stick to the part so much to where they kind of lose themselves in it. Like mm-hmm. you're not putting any personality in it, you're not putting any character in it, and it's just bland. Like, yeah. You don't want to go to the so, like, when they do Broadway shows and they recast somebody for after, when they reboot it or when they revive it, revive it mm-hmm. stuff like that, you've got to make sure that you do the character the right way, but you also got to do it in a way that it wasn't done before. Because if you're just copying the person that did it before, you're never going to be as good. Exactly. You're never going to and... be as, as strong of an actor, and you're not going to be as good of a performer either. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's awesome. Um, let's see here. So, um, do you do you have any dreams of pursuing your rap career? So, yes. I know you definitely. do, like, musically, like, you want to mm-hmm. put music out. Yeah. But is there any, like, do you want to, like, perform, like, perform, mm-hmm. out, like, at gigs and stuff, or... Right, so next spring, um, once I've... I'm currently working on the music for the album. Yes. I plan to have it all done by, like, Thanksgiving time. Yeah. Um... I want to start lining up just, you know, performances. It may be just a bunch of open mics, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, just ability to get, get that live performance there. aspect, you yeah. know. Um, I've also just been, you know, going and meeting all these guys that do hip-hop. I've been going to uh, this thing called Soul Food Cypher in downtown mm. Atlanta. Mm. And, like, it's just all these hip-hop artists. And it's everyone involved in hip-hop, so not just rappers, but beatboxers, breakdancers. Nice. And, like, everyone comes together, and it's just, like, it's just like a giant like party, and you're just taking turns going. Um, they set up different activities, that kind of thing, to kind of work on different skills, whatever. Um, it was really cool. Like at the very beginning, they had us get all together in a circle, and we just ciphered. So like one guy would go, and he, some some guys went for like 64, 128 bars, which was crazy. And then as Freestyle. soon as they went, yeah. Yeah, just, like, going. And, like, then it'd be the next guy, then the next guy, then the next guy, all in a circle. Um, And then once we got that as kind of warm-up, we we took a break, and when we took our break, the break dancers came out, and they just Mm -hmm. started going wild. Um, And it was really about hip-hop as a culture yeah, uh, versus it's just entertainment, and that was really neat. Um, so that's, I really want to get more involved with that too. Yeah. It's just the culture behind it all. Yeah. And getting to know people on the scene, that kind of thing. Yeah. Awesome. Well, you're definitely doing yourself a favor cause you're getting your, not only are you getting your name out there, you're meeting people yeah. that are wanting the same thing as you want. And, uh, I've definitely learned that with playing shows around here. I'm def- mm-hmm. I've definitely met a lot of people that, that have been for my better like mm-hmm. they're teaching me like new things I'm, I get to teach them things and yeah. we all get to come together and just like share our experience, experiences as musicians and like how our art just defines who we are mm-hmm. and so um, that's awesome man um, 
I'm definitely will be at your first show whenever you have it. Um, I plan to see you one of these three weekends that are coming up. Which oh yeah, by dude. the time this is released, it may the, be over. By I the guess, time but... this release, uh, I'll have one more show left. Okay, so yeah, um, by I think the time Christina this release, come, come see me Saturday, y'all at Riverfest. Yeehaw! Um, yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm super excited for these shows. Um, the, I start this Saturday, so right now mm-hmm. it's nine eleven, which uh, I did want to say, um, uh, you know. 9-11 is a hard day for a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, especially just as America as a whole. Um, so I just wanted to uh, pay my respects to those who lost their lives in 9-11. And um, I did also want to say that, um, you know, it's not always it's not always easy losing people that you love. Uh, I definitely know that with losing my dad. Mm-hmm. So um, I just wanted to put that out there because I knew I wanted to do that since it's 9-11 and that's an important day in America, so, yeah, um, anyway, my first show I'm playing is on the 14th, which is this Saturday, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of like the start of the three weekends in a row that I'm playing, and, uh, I'm playing at Mad Life, uh, this weekend, from 5 to 8, and then the next weekend I'm playing at Roswell Arts Fest, oh, and, wow. and, uh, that, that one's probably gonna be my favorite, because I have a full band, mm. and, uh, it's me... My my drummer Caleb, my buddy Christian, and my friend Caroline. She plays bass. Christian plays keys, and Caleb plays drums. I play electric and sing, obviously. And we haven't played together for two years. Wow! So I'm really, really, really excited because it, it's been exactly. It's probably by the time we get to it, it's going to be like exactly two years since we've played together. Mm. Uh, we played together last at Riverfest 2017. Whew. And so and that was a, an amazing gig, and I'm so excited to get back get back together with them and practice for this thing and get to play this new music that I that I made for the album uh, mm-hmm. when I that I released in April, and uh, it's just going to be an awesome show. And I, I and I know they're excited too because they've been missing playing with me, and we're we're, we're all kind of like a little family. Yeah. So it's going to be really nice. And then Riverfest is just me and Caleb, and that's going to be awesome. I get to play Riverfest every year, thankfully. Um, but yeah, it's going to be great. I'm going to be playing old stuff, new stuff, covers, just whatever I can get out there just to put my name out there. You know, I just love these festival shows every year. And so, um, after that, I'm not sure, but, um, definitely this, this month is a very pivotal month for this year Mm -hmm. because I always get to play, play festival shows. Um, but yeah, um, where is your dream place to play? Uh, in the world, if you ever got a chance to play anywhere in the in the world, where would you want to play? I know this is a hard mm. question because <laughs> I've a really good question. That's a, that's been a difficult question I've asked my 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 friends Aquashade in the first podcast because uh, they said that there's a lot of places there's a lot of places I would love to play. Yeah, I don't even know. I think my dream is less about less about where geographically I would yeah. play for a crowd, um, but maybe who I might be in the recording booth with. You know oh, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's like an artist that I might work with. Um, well, then who I, who are who is an artist right. that you would love to work with? So, and this isn't a rap artist, but Michael Bublé. Oh my god! I would Bublé. kill to work with Michael Bublé. That just sucks that, that be... he's he fin he stopped 
Yeah, but because like, of his son, he but is, like it's understandable. Yeah, like, he's fantastic. Though. He is an amazing singer, mm-hmm. and he yeah he would definitely be amazing to work with. What about a rap artist? What, what rap, rap artist? artist? <sighs> Good question. Probably because I know like your influences probably you would love to work right with. like NF but, that kind of thing. Yeah, but is there like any um, artist specifically that you would love to work with that you haven't mentioned? Honestly, Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. He's like he's a classic. He, he kills it, like yeah. He he's a classic. He's a classic. <laughs> the Carter series has been legendary. Yeah, you know? yeah. Totally. Um. So yeah, Lil Wayne, I think. Yeah. Well, uh, I definitely would say an artist I would love to work with is Hunter Hayes. Mm. Uh, oh he, yeah, he's like your favorite. He's right? my favorite yeah. artist in the world, and I just feel like we we'd come together and make something amazing. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like. I don't know him, and I'm not even near big enough to even get to know him. But I would just love to sit down with him, write a song, and record it. Because mm-hmm. I think our voices... A lot of people tell me that I sound a lot like him, and which is a is a, is a compliment because he's my favorite artist. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, he he's my he's my favorite artist. But like a rap artist, I would like to work with Chance the Rapper, no doubt. Oh, okay, I'd yeah, love I see you. Channel. Um, but yeah, uh, totally. Um, what's your favorite? Uh, like, so, where where's your favorite venue in Atlanta? Have you have you even mm. been to any venues in Atlanta that you? Would... I mean, like I've been like the Fox Theater, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, all those. The Fox um, is beautiful though. Fox is gorgeous, yeah. dude. I'm going there in October. So. Um. So yeah, I mean, I guess the for musical theater purposes, the Fox. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I don't know that I would want to rap at the Fox. Oh, yeah. It doesn't feel like it doesn't feel the like Fox a hip hop venue. Yeah, exactly. Um, SunTrust Park. Honestly, I went. I I went to a Braves game and uh, MC Hammer performed at the end of the. Yeah, Braves yeah, game, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been everything was so lit. It yeah, was dude. really great. So yeah, I would totally do a post game concert. Yeah, at yeah SunTrust, SunTrust Park. Park. That'd be dope. That'd be lit. <laughs> I, I haven't even thought about that. That would be really cool because there's a lot of Braves fans that like just stay for the concert that may not even know the artist. Yeah, exactly. And then they stay and then they get hooked to the artist. Like that's just how it happens. Um, but what do you? How? What is your opinions on rap right now? Like in in in. Right now, it's culture. I mean... Because you know see, it's changed a lot since... Yeah. Uh, since, since, like, the 90s yeah, and exactly. early 2000s. I mean, I think the important thing to remember, like, because right now I have, like, a hip-hop fan page. And yeah. I see a lot of people, like, commenting, you know, like, man, uh, they're, they're all, like, Eminem stands, right? They're mm-hmm. obsessed with him. And so they're all like, man, we hate all this new generation mumble rap and stuff. And I'm like... J- the newer stuff isn't all mumble rap, right? Yeah. So you've got your different like regions that produce different types of sounds, and really it stayed decently consistent. You know, um, mumble rap and like the trap stuff it really originated in like Memphis. Yeah. Um, and so I think to I think you've just seen a lot of artists coming with that coming up through SoundCloud with that um, inspiration and that influence. Um, one thing that I'm not loving about hip-hop in general and i haven't loved about it in general is the idea of being rich because you're famous for being rich yes if that makes sense so like you know it's all about you know big houses fast cars all the hoes all this you know yeah um versus versus more substance i guess yeah i've had a yeah i've had a few conversations the last two podcasts about rap because Mm -hmm. aquashade uh, my friends Atticus and Luke, they were we were just talking about how like it's become 
more about chasing clout than it's mm-hmm. become about substance and yeah. being genuine in your music. And then last podcast when I was talking to Big Easy, obviously, yeah. me and JC make that music together. So we were not focusing on being genuine, more about having fun with it. Yeah, exactly. So there are different. I loved the mixtape, by the way. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, we definitely wanted to do something that would be our last hurrah. Mm-hmm. So um, definitely there are there are instances where there are people that do it for fun, do it for money, do it for clout. But there mm-hmm. are people that do it to tell their story, do it to, to be genuine, do it yeah. to help people. And mm-hmm. I see you as one of those people. I, I do definitely do not see you as on this side. No, yeah. I definitely see you on this side because I'm not going to be a bad baby. Yeah, you know, exactly. Catch me outside. Yeah, it, exactly. It ain't about that, yeah. you know. <laughs> exactly. Cuz I know that obviously we did it for fun. We did it for jokes. We were a comedy rap duo. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people didn't didn't really know that. We were only supposed right. to do do one song and then it turned into 39, mm-hmm. okay? So I didn't realize it was 39. Yeah, Dang yeah you. I know. We we've we've done a lot in the past two and a half years and um but it's been fun. Like it's been a very eye-opening situation because I never thought I'd do rap music. Yeah, you know, and I've always not really cared about rap music until until 2015 was when I really started getting into rap music. When I listened to Andy Mineo, have you? Ever oh heard yeah, that? dude. Andy Mineo's album called Uncomfortable that really changed a lot for me. And then was that I the one that had "You Can't Stop Me" on it, or was that? Uh... I think that was the album before. Oh okay. But the album after that called Uncomfortable, definitely mm-hmm. go take a listen to it. Okay, yeah. Um, do you know who John Bellion is? I've heard that name. I don't listen he's to the, the music, though. He's the dude that goes, I'm at an all-time low, 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 oh. low. Yeah, that song, he he features on that album. Okay. But that was before he like got like a little popular. Mm-hmm. That, like, in that. But obviously, he's, he's on it, and there's just a lot of great stuff on it. You should definitely, 100%, like, recommend it to you. Mm-hmm. When I listened to that album, I really got into it. I loved it. I, I memorized every song on it. And then I listened to Chance to Rapper. And then that's when my whole world like flipped upside down. I don't, I don't really care for Kanye. I don't really care for, like... I, I'll listen to a little bit of Kendrick, but, like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of artists that I don't really like. I listened to NF. I loved his first album, and I mm-hmm. loved his second album. I haven't really listened much to this new one that he just put out. Pretty good. The search, yeah, yeah it's pretty good. I, not, I, I think it's. A step I like up time. I like time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that song, time. I love that song. And then there's a few other songs I like on it, but I haven't gotten able to listen the whole way through. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that really changed my way of how I how I perceive uh, rap music as a mm-hmm. whole. And then that's when I had the idea for me and JC to start our career, yeah. even if it was just a joke. And so that, and then here we are now. We're ending the journey and. Um, yeah, it's definitely been eye-opening. It's very creatively challenging to write rap music. I've learned that. Um, obviously, I can do it, but mm-hmm. it's hard. So, when you write a song, how do you come up with your songs? Like, how do you start writing? Right, like, so, for me, it always starts with a theme, mm-hmm. right? Um, a theme or a message I want to get across. And sometimes it's not about a message, you know? Sometimes you're just writing it to have fun. Like, yeah. uh, one song I'm working on on the album is just called Get a Job. Yeah. Uh, and it, of course, goes, Get a job, you know? And it's just like, uh, just kind of clowning, you know? Um, but you get that theme. Um, and once I get that theme, then I start looking through beats and stuff. I don't write a single lyric until 
I don't officially write a lyric. Like, I'll yeah. have ideas in my head, whatever. But I don't write a lyric on the page until I know what the beat is. Yeah. Um, because I want to really work on that flow. And I'll go through and I'll, you know, figure out what kind of flow I want to use. Um, want to make sure I change it up and give it variety because you don't want it to just be a constant repetitive. Yes. Da, 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 exactly. Right? Um, and so once I get through that, then it's really just diving into trying to get that, you know, that rhyme structure while mm-hmm. keeping the message that you're trying to convey. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I totally understand that. Um, that's how I do it. Go, go, go with it with my music. Mm-hmm. Um, I pick a, I pick a story of mine or something that I want to get the message across and then, then the, See, but you write tunes goes. and I can't imagine doing that, man. Like <laughs> it's, it's. I've definitely learned a lot with writing music. Um, it's not easy. It's not easy, but it's worth it in the end, um, especially recording it by yourself, um, producing it, mixing it, all that stuff. So it's fun, and it's definitely been a learning learning uh, journey for me. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely have enjoyed every moment of it, and I, I wouldn't d- take any of it back, even the failures and the mistakes that I've made. Um, but, yeah, that's awesome. Uh so obviously you said your new album's coming spring 2020 mm-hmm. and it's called therapist so i want to make sure you guys keep an eye out for kai and go listen to k sarah sarah on oh no wait k sarah sarah oh my god sarah sarah it's like we're talking about a girl <laughs> what sarah sarah um what was I saying? I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, so go listen to Kesarasara on SoundCloud now, and you can hear our new song "If I Were Gone" coming very soon to Spotify, Apple Music, all that good stuff. And yeah, so thank you again so much for being on the podcast. Dude, today. thanks for having me. And uh, this has been another episode of the Outsiders Podcast. Thank you guys for listening.